So the Fly Guys podcast is practical consciousness. So I invite you to light the fifth candle of Mia in your hearts, in your mind, in your works as you approach life. Our collective focus must be to uplift. But I would be remiss without allowing the woman to give the last word. You're listening to The Fly Guy Show. They do everything on the fly and in such a fly manner. Stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. The views expressed on The Fly Guy Podcast by the guests of The Fly Guy Podcast are only the views of the guests. Unless we say we agree. Unless explicitly stated. <laughs> we have two speakers. We have Tessa, which we all know very well. And then we have Seiko Fire, who we don't know very well, so he will tell us a little bit about himself and his message. Thank you. Well, good morning again. All right. Blessings to all who are here today. May your lives be better by what you experience today and all the other days of your lives. I'm Seiko Warner, and uh, this is actually my fourth time here, my third time speaking, and I feel honored to be back on Kwanzaa Sunday to celebrate with you. So we are running long, and so I'm going to um, not say as much as I usually say. really hard for me to do, but (laughs) Nia, to make our collective vocation the building and developing of our community to an order to restore our people to their traditional greatness. Our collective focus must be to uplift. So, I'm Seiko Varner, and I was born in Brooklyn, New York. I grew up in Columbus, Ohio, and I live here now with my wife and kids, and I'm going to tell you how a little bit about why Kwanzaa is, is, is important to me. I have three main influences in my life. Christianity, black liberation, and hip-hop. And they seem a little mixed up. <laughs> but this is America. In Christianity, we're taught that if you worship and serve God, God's purpose for your life will be revealed to you. In the black liberation and consciousness movement, We were focused on uplifting socially, economically, and political positions of all people of the African diaspora. And in hip-hop, it was enjoy yourself, express yourself, but there was always an underlying meaning, a message of use whatever means possible to uplift yourself. And on three of those, the constant constant denominator would be uplift. And so the Kwanzaa celebration is very symbolic. As I said earlier, the mat, the menkeka, is symbolic of the creator. And then the kanara, the candle lighter, the candle holder, is symbolic of the ancestors. The candles are symbolic of the elders. And the lighting of the candles by the youth is symbolic of passing on morals, values, tradition, culture, and information. Nia is the fifth day of Kwanzaa, and I was involved with the Five Percenters for a little while, and they're an offshoot of the Nation of Islam. And they have their own theology, a numerology, 
of sorts. And of course, uh, you know, Judaism has its own numerology, and Islam has its own numerology. Christianity has its own numerology. But in the five percent of numerology, number five spelled freedom. It meant freedom, and it further broke down to freedom. Free your mind, uh, unencumbered mind. Ooh. Oops. <laughs> Mistake. Rewind. <laughs> In the supreme mathematics, the number five is actually power, not freedom. Freedom actually re, uh, is connected with the number four. My mistake. <laughs> I was talking in public. Back to the episode. So it's with that unencumbered mind that I look at the principle of Nia, which is purpose. And within the Kwanzaa tradition, it has a very specific meaning. It's not just purpose in general. It's making our collective vocation the building and developing of our community in order to uplift our people. The key word here is uplift. And that's why I feel so at home in this church, in this organization. Because you have such a rich history of uplift, of community service, of social action. Your very core is uplift. So you should celebrate yourselves for that. Being a part of such a movement that's focused so fervently on uplift. Last year I spoke at an event on Nia and I pointed my finger at the crowd as I was talking. So I'd like everyone to point your finger, your index finger at me right now. All right, right. And I said to the crowd, you enjoy that, don't you? <laughs> I'm glad I didn't say point your fist. <laughs> I told the crowd, if you're not working with an organization, you're not doing enough. If you're not coaching, you're not doing enough. If you're not in leadership, you're not doing enough. If you're not involved in the political governance of your community, you're not doing enough. And I realized that as I was pointing at them, there were four appendages pointing back at me. And so I ran for office. I ran for Virginia Beach School Board, and I lost. I did well. I'm running again in 2020. And thank you. But what blew me away was the lack of awareness that I had of governance and the lack of awareness that most people had of governance. You know, people were asking, what happens on the school board? And what blew me away is when I went to a lot of the forums and I listened to the city council members. And for those who live in Virginia Beach, the flooding problem that we experienced a few years ago could have been solved 20 years ago. But our politicians, those who we placed in office, didn't do what they could have done 20 years ago. And so... I was surprised at the lack of awareness and the lack of involvement that Virginians, Virginia Beach residents, Americans had with our political system and our system of governance. So in the spirit of NIA, which is to make our collective vocation, the building and developing of our community in order to restore our people to their traditional greatness, I ask, I pray, and I invite you to Take in that concept of Nia into your daily lives, into your daily practices, into your daily talks and walks, so we can improve the lives, improve the experience, improve, improve the nature of our nation, of our state, of our 757, of our schools.
of our homes, of our families. So I invite you to light the fifth candle of Mia in your heart, in your mind, in your works as you approach life. Our collective focus must be to uplift. But I would be remiss without allowing the woman to give the last word. Well, I'm very used to that. Having the last word. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, when we started talking about what we were going to talk about, Seiko said, I want to talk about Nia. What do you want to talk about? And I said, well, I always want to talk about Ujima. Ujima, to build and maintain our community together and to make our brothers and sisters, siblings, problems, our problems, and to solve them together. Let me say that again. To build and maintain our community together and to make our siblings' problems our problems and to solve them together. If you know me, you know that is my life's work. That I cannot see a problem and feel that it's my problem too. That is why I'm a teacher. I cannot imagine walking into my classroom and seeing a child that's in the seventh grade reading on the fifth grade level and not do anything about it. And I give my administration hell because of it. My greatest effort is to pass that on to other people, to get them to see that my problem is also your problem. That we can't solve things unless we do it together. And it makes me think about racism, of course. And Black Lives Matter. And the black population makes up 13% of the American population, United States. It's absolutely no way that the black population alone can solve this problem. And we're actually receiving the works of racism. So to ask us to solve it by ourselves is not realistic. It's not possible. We are siblings and it's our work. So, I'm going to make it really short. <laughs> but that's what I want to leave with you today. That is not my work because my skin is brown. 
It's our work because we're siblings. Liberia's history with the United States is complicated, surprising, and has more than a little to do with racism. A racism that even tarnishes the great emancipator himself, Abraham Lincoln. Back in the days of slavery, you see, many whites didn't want to see free blacks. In speeches and debates, Lincoln made clear that he didn't think black and white could live together as equals. Many free African Americans were too weren't too pleased with their situation either. The solution people came up with was colonization. The creation of a new country far away for blacks to call their own. And they decided to call that new place Liberia, which means land for the free. So what does that mean? Liberia is made up of what? Freedom. It means freedom, but it's made up of who? Who, who created Liberia? Stay fly, stay fly, stay fly. Stay fly, 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 stay fly.